Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome to our weekly podcast and video. We're grateful that y'all are here joining us. And um, this week, we're entering the third week of Lent. We're on this journey, and Jesus tells a lot of stories on the journey to the cross, mm-hmm. and this week is very interesting. It's the only—Luke's gospel is the only one that records this uh, kind of scenario, this mm-hmm. moment that happens, mm-hmm. and it's almost like—to um, set it up, it's like it's like the late-breaking news of something horrible that's happened mm-hmm. and Jesus' response to it or something. Does that yeah. sound yeah. like a good way to frame sense. it? Yeah. Well, who wants to read about Luke chapter 13, 1 through 9? Mm-hmm. You got it, BC? I got it. Okay, okay glad. I'm Charles. I mean, I'm Corey. You're Charles. <laughs> right. We think. <laughs> and you're. I'm definitely Kelly. Yes, yeah. We're a little confused. We've but kind of answered anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> Go, Corey. Okay. Thank you. All right. Again, yeah, this is from Luke chapter 13, beginning of verse 1. Some who were present on that occasion told Jesus about the Galileans whom Pilate had killed while they were offering sacrifices. He replied, Do you think the suffering of these Galileans proves they were more sinful than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you change your hearts and lives, you will die just as they did. What about those twelve who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? you think they were more guilty of wrongdoing than everyone else who lives in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you change your hearts and lives, you will die just as they did. Jesus told this parable. A man owned a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He said to the gardener, Look, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree for the past three years. I've never found any. Cut it down. Why should it continue to deplete the soil's nutrients? The gardener responded, Lord, give it one more year. I'll dig around it, give it fertilizer. Maybe it will produce fruit next year. If not, then then you can cut it down. That's just such an odd mix of stories and a parable. Uplifting. (laughs) I mean, not that uplifting. Yeah. He still could cut it down. Yes. That's being sarcastic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, ironically enough, okay, so it's... We think maybe it's beginning to be springtime here in Alabama. My favorite thing to do on my way home is stop by stores that have garden centers. And so I stopped by one on the way home last night and seriously considered buying a fig tree because that's just about the only type of fruit tree that I don't have. Uh, So that's just kind of fitting about this passage today. Well, give it time. Give Mm -hmm. it at least three years, I've heard. (laughs) It sounds like... Mm -hmm. Um, this is, you know, the idea that people want to know the, you know, Jesus's understanding of bad things happening to, to people, I guess, is part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And then there's this idea of judgment and then this idea of patience and grace. Mm-hmm. It's an odd, there's, there's some odd things here. Mm-hmm. But I think all of us, whether, wherever we find ourselves today, watching this at home or driving, listening, going down the road in a car, We've all heard some bad things, and there's times when 
we interpret the news or hear the news and wonder, wonder, how, wonder why that happened. I wonder mm -hmm. if there's a cause and effect. If there's an, if you do this, then this takes place. Yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? On well, it's kind of interesting that the two events that they talk about, um, one was uh, a, a violent act caused by, by Pilate, which he was yeah. kind of known for, for doing. Uh, the other seems like un, kind of not much known about it, but an accidental yeah. event. And so you have these two kind of side by side. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, Jesus asking, um, you know, that, that question, were these any more sinful than others? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And in other words, does, you know, do we cause or our actions cause or do we think, um, as many did in, in the Middle East and in these times, that somebody's own actions or thoughts or words caused bad yeah. things to happen. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that sense of, um, you know, not not the devil made me do it kind of idea, but that idea that, um, you know, if, 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 I, if I live this certain way, then I'm going to get a disease or I'm going to have this tree fall in my house or, you know, those kind of things mm -hmm. are, 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 going to, are going to take place. I like the way you said it, though. One, one is kind of a tragedy caused by uh, an evil pilot, <laughs> an evil person. Right. And, and then the other is just, you know, know. life. Yeah. Things. Yeah, I think it's just one of those really beautiful stories of Jesus that we don't tell very often because it is so... Uh, peculiar that Jesus really kind of picks two things out of his headlines, you know, the falling mm -hmm. of this random tower at the edge of the city, and then this massacre of worshiping people. And I think it really kind of gets to the question that at the end of the day, faithful or not faithful, we all ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, and it really kind of forces us to come to terms with the fact that, um, because they do. That's a really awful mm -hmm. answer. But bad things happen to good people mm -hmm. just yeah. because they do. And I think for some people, uh, that feels like bad news. Like, if God is in control, then all of this could be prevented, which kind of turns God into a really weird puppet master. But when we hear these strange stories of bad things happening to good people, we're reminded that um, we do have a little bit of say in things. Mm -hmm. And that makes, for me at least, the good news of Jesus even better because I'm not being swindled or manipulated into a relationship with God, but God's love is and mercy is given freely to us without having to be like forced into it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. It's available as a gift that is free, which is maybe a really strange conclusion to come to after we hear a story about a tower falling and killing 18 people. But I got there. It's it's odd, and and the way Jesus frames it is that, regardless of if you're, you know, in the temple and and a tragedy happens or or you know a job something happens on the job, the idea that he ends it with, be be prepared, live your life in a way that you're always prepared to go and and meet God, mm -hmm. which is a odd thing to say at times, but he ends all of these with, unless you repent, unless you mm -hmm. turn to God, um, unless you um, let go of this sense of um, control mm -hmm. over your life, unless you do those things, you will all perish just as they did, which is 
a, a hard saying to hear because, but he says it several times in yeah. there, three times, I think. And I think also that this idea of repentance is not just changing your actions, just stopping doing something, but it's really changing your whole perspective and yeah. outlook and perhaps the way you understand mm-hmm. certain things uh, to be able to see them more um, through the eyes of, of God and mm-hmm. through the eyes of others. Uh, I was reading that one of the verses that comes up a lot of times in studying this is Job 4, 7, where Eliphaz, one of the friends of Job, mm-hmm. uh, as Job mm-hmm. is suffering and hurting, asks this question, um, well, well, who, what innocent person ever <laughs> perishes? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, something we can easily say when we're not suffering mm-hmm. or not. Um, but it's it's this idea, um, again, of not just change, not just stopping what we're doing that's, that's bad or maybe not pleasing to God or uh, hurtful to others, but just changing our whole mind, heart, perspective. And, mm-hmm. and I think only God's grace, Holy Spirit can, yeah. can do that. And, and when we think about innocent suffering, it is that idea of we're, well, we're watching Jesus tell this and we know how this story plays out. We know mm-hmm. he is innocent. He will suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, he will go to that place of, of the cross and that idea of always having a heart turned to God wherever you find yourself. It's such mm-hmm. a powerful image. Um, the second part of this is he tells this story in, with a parable that kind of sort of frames it, but almost tries to teach a different lesson or a deeper lesson. Yeah. A man had a fig tree, planted it. Three years, nothing's happened. Finally, he's ready to take the axe, like John mm-hmm. the Baptist said, and take out the <laughs> tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, the, gardener. the gardener says, no, no, no. More fertilizer, yes. right? <laughs> have, you, yeah. have you tried, I don't know, taking care of the tree and see if yeah. maybe it produces fruit? Yes. It's a great story. Um, and this is, uh, this is not related, or maybe it is. You all are so good at finding beauty in uh, my rambling. But that's really true of most fruit trees. And like mm-hmm. fruit trees we see all the time throughout scripture because they're such a good illusion. Most fruit trees do not produce for several years because they're growing a root system Mm -hmm. and they're putting on new growth and they're widening their trunk and they're kind of, for lack of a better term, learning how to live in the world in a lot of ways like we do. Um, But then you get this great gift of the gardener who comes and says, well, why don't you try taking care of this tree? Mm -hmm. You know, like making sure the dirt is good. Is it getting enough sunlight? Are you remembering to water it? And then like magic, we kind of assume at least that the figs do come. That's my hope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like you said earlier, there's still that chance it could be taken down. But Mm -hmm. there's this sense, and if you think about what does this say about God, there is the sense of God is both the judge Mm -hmm. and the one who's saying, give it some time to grow. Mm -hmm. There's this mix and mystery of who God is in our lives that God is both the one who watches over our sin and the things that we do and says, you know, I really want you to, I really want to give you every chance and every opportunity to grow and become who I've created you to, to, to be. Mm-hmm. This is idea, right, of a, a gospel of, um, of second chance, mm-hmm. but we also see that there's some expectation there yeah. as well. Um, and somebody has said that, that nothing can survive if it only takes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So in other words, if there's not fruit produced or if it's not this idea of, of receiving and giving. Yeah. Um, and I think that somehow comes into play in this as well, that, that this tree was, um, it was depleting the, the nutrients from the soil and, and taking and it was ready to, to produce some fruit or they were wanting it to produce some fruit. Yeah. Um, and I think so often we're tempted sometimes just to, to take and not yeah. not look at, okay, how can I give? How can I be a part of what God is doing? Yeah. How can I serve? I was reading um, in our devotions this week, mm -hmm. uh, speaking of serving and giving, uh, we've had a lot of our people write devotions and give mm -hmm. and share really good words of wisdom. Bill Bronner um, wrote in Isaiah, he wrote a devotion on Isaiah 55 mm -hmm. and kind of wrote a similar thing that God's holding out this invitation for us. And in Isaiah 55, there's this beautiful way of God is saying, life is not in trying to, um, I forget how he worded it, but, you know, adding up things and making them equal eternity in life. It is about having a heart that's turned to God. And that's mm -hmm. ultimately what Jesus keeps saying. Any thoughts before we close in prayer? I do. Have, I, you're not supposed to pick a favorite, but I love the latter half of this selection because I just love that image of God as the gardener, God that uh, takes the pieces that seem broken and useless and makes them useful. Um, mm -hmm. I also love it because it's part of a, a piece of the book of Isaiah that we don't read very often, Isaiah 5, mm -hmm. and it's a song to an unproductive fig tree that is similarly planted in yeah. the middle of a vineyard and there's a tower and there's all kinds of wonderful things but then the grapes don't come and there's wild gross grapes that come <laughs> and they're going to cut it all down and let it be taken over um and they say like that's what the faithful are like god so wanted um, us to be perfect and fruitful and wonderful but then the wild grapes sometimes get in there and then mm -hmm. we get jesus the gardener who in luke says but have you tried taking care of it what happens if you take care of it? Um, and then kind of the story changes a little. I like that. Well, as we close today, why don't we close in prayer? Can we pray? Yeah. God, I thank you for your grace in our lives. I thank you that as um, we've heard today that you do invite us to care for things, to care for our lives, to care for your world. Um, and as Charles was saying, we do turn on the television at times and we discover some really difficult things um, and in the midst of it all, you are at work and you do invite us to turn our hearts to you. We pray this day that you would be with every heart um, that listens and, and all of us who seek to pay attention for the way you invite us and encourage us to take care and to take heart and to turn to you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.